morning with the weather. You know, when Lent comes, have you noticed that sometimes we struggle with what to say to each other in greeting? And sometimes for lack of knowing what to say, we just say, Happy Lent. (laughs) And then the question arises, Father, do those two words go together? Happy and Lent? Kind of seems a little awkward. Well, I know for certain that my Lent is going to be happy because I gave up lima beans. (laughs) I put that in the same category as lime jello with shredded carrots in. I'm sorry if you like these things, but I'll tell you, oofda. But I, you know, I like the Lenten principle that when you give something up that you're struggling with, that you replace it with something that'll help you grow closer to God. So I replaced the lima beans with these chocolate crosses. Um, <laughs> you, didn't know, you didn't know Lent could be so much fun, did you? Why this season of penance? Whenever you and I do something good, it has a ripple effect. It impacts the lives of others. And sometimes more than you and I know. But also is the same for evil, for sin. That too has a ripple effect and will influence and impact the people around us. And so here we discover one of the primary purposes of this season of penance. Because penance is about repair. Repairing the damage of sin. But who of us can undo the effects of sin in our life? Can you do it? Can I do it? And here's where I find it so important to remember what Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. This is why Lent and the penances that we do is the farthest thing from a self-improvement program where I would wrongly think that my spiritual push-ups and sit-ups can heal the damage of sin in my life or in the lives of others. Only Jesus, the heart of Jesus, Only the love of Jesus has the power to heal what sin has wounded, to restore what was lost through sin, to cleanse, renew, and transform. Only the heart of Jesus 
We are cleansed from our sins by his blood, and by his wounds we are healed. And this is why among the penances that we do, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, this is why prayer needs to be the first and the most important. Because what do you and I do in prayer? Sometimes we think that prayer is first about something that we do. No. Prayer is first about what God is doing. And what is God doing? God is always revealing love. The love that our hearts most deeply need, that our hearts most fully seek and yearn for, is the love of the Heavenly Father revealed through Jesus Christ. This is what prayer is opening to. It's opening to this love that is always revealing itself anew. And Scripture tries to find so many ways, so many images to express the beauty of this love. And notice that the most common image, I wish I had his energy. God bless us. The most common image in Scripture is marriage. Is marriage. God wants to live a covenant relationship with you and I, and He wants us to know how wonderful it is by using the image of marriage. And it goes so far in the book of the Song of Songs to describe that love, that covenant love, like a kiss. In the beginning of that book it says, oh, that you may kiss me with the kisses of your mouth, for your love, O Lord, is better than wine. God's love is so personal, it is so intimate, it is so beautiful that God wants to describe it like a kiss. It's not surprising that when we are baptized or when we are confirmed, the oil that is used on our forehead is a symbol of what? The Holy Spirit. In our full understanding of the Scripture, the Holy Spirit is the kiss of the Father and the Son, bestowed upon us like a benediction in baptism and confirmation. And now, perhaps we find in ourselves a very common reaction that happens so often, Father, I would so love to believe that God loves me that much. 
I would love to open my life more fully to that love that you're talking about if only I wasn't so sinful, so imperfect, if I could only feel more worthy of it, I might be able to believe it and open my life to it. (laughs) God knew we would struggle. He knew that we would pull back, that we would resist, that we'd find it too hard to believe. So Jesus uses that beautiful parable. We've heard it a million times, but do we believe it? The parable of the prodigal son, that son who left his father's house, squandered everything on riotous and loose living, and now comes to his senses and wants to return. What is the Father doing? Which is Jesus' way of revealing how beautiful the love of God is in our sinfulness, our imperfection, our unworthiness. What is the Father doing? He's waiting. He sees the Son. He runs. He embraces. He kisses. He wraps his son with glory and celebrates. That's what God's doing. What do we often do? We hide. We're afraid. We wallow in shame, guilt, discouragement, self-condemnation. We feel like we got to punish ourselves and whip ourselves back into worthiness, whatever that means. That's not what God's doing. And I, (laughs) when I look over my life, I'm amazed at how much time I have wasted in looking at the hole I just fell in and scratching my head for several hours and sometimes several days wondering how I fell and wallowing, wallowing in the shame, the guilt, the discouragement, the self-condemnation, when I could have been instantly in the Father's arms. That is the love of God. He waits, he sees, he runs, he embraces, He kisses, wraps the sinner in glory, and celebrates. My dear friends, penance is about making more space for this love that God wants to pour into us. Because if Lent is not about love, what are we doing? Then our penances are nothing but clanging a cymbal and banging a gong. If it is not deepening and widening our receptivity to God's love, this is Lent. And this is the invitation through prayer and the other penances to open ourselves to this love that is constantly revealing itself anew. 
So, happy Lent. This is the source of joy, and this would even make those lima beans taste better. Amen?